You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz. We're going to talk Tigers here. and Jason Beck joins us. And Beck, uh, Tigers, six straight losses as we record this. And, you know, it's been an erratic start to the season, basically. And I feel like the tone of these podcasts has been erratic as a result. Uh, you know, good week here, bad week there, but... Uh, what do you make of that, uh, the ups and downs here of the early part of the schedule? Um, you know, I think part of it has to do with the schedule. It, it, it seems like they alternate between some tough stretches and some opportunities where they can feast on some opponents they match up well against. Um, for some reason, they do not go against the Indians at all, although I think a few teams are saying that about the Indians nowadays. Um, you know, the Rangers, I think, were a better team than uh, some people give them credit for. I mean, they are a playoff team from last year. It's a uh, there's an underrated pitching staff, and they seem to have the Tigers' number in general over the last few years. And they've served well with America Park. Uh, I think some of that's it. But I also think, too, where when you have a rotation that's underperforming, and you have, like, maybe one or two starters that you can count on, if those starters get beat, then you're very prone to a slide until you can get back to that point in rotation again. And I think that kind of befell the Tigers a little bit against the Rangers, where you know, once the Rangers were able to beat Zimmerman and Cole Hamels on the mound, that, that, was, that was a little bit of a... Uh, buffer that fell through for the Tigers to where it's, uh, it's going to be tough. Although, ironically, you know, they they had some leads there going in, or they stayed close going into late innings, and the bullpen, which had been a strength, finally let them down. Yeah. Um, you know, Brad Ospas entered the year clearly on maybe a warmer seat than most, in that obviously there were reports, you know, last September that uh, he could be shown the door, and then it was kind of surprising the way that it was all uh, that all played out uh, with Al, uh, Al Avila getting him the leash uh, right away. Didn't even wait for the season to end, but um, but yeah, you, you do wonder how long that leash really is if uh, if the erratic ways kind of continue. What would you say is the state of uh, of the awesomeness affairs right now? Well, Brad kind of addressed it himself to a degree on uh, Sunday, saying that you know you kind of take this job knowing that you could be fired at any time, and that's probably how the end is for most managers, and that he knows he's kind of the guy in the in the uh, in the crosshairs when the team underperforms. Uh, I, I know people watch it and they think, okay, you know, is there a certain point in the year? when maybe they make a move is there a point where it's too late I think part of it depends on what you feel the solution is and I think part of it too I think from the Tigers standpoint is more I think you look more at the quality of play and what you think you can get out of the change um, it's it's a tricky situation I think you look at the guys who underperformed and you wonder how much of a difference another manager would make. Notably, you know, with a guy like Justin Upton not performing up the standards, or his standards certainly, um, 
like healthy underperforming, although some people who designing might say he's kind of performing to to what they had feared. Um, yeah. you know, it's right now I, I think people look at it as a roster underperforming on its own and not necessarily I, I know people like to make the, the motivational factor an issue, you know, that, that you know, the manager should be able to rally the troops. I think it's it's a trickier or it's a more difficult situation to look at like that when you're in your upper veteran roster. I think when guys get to this stage of his career, as a lot of times are in, you shouldn't need a manager to motivate you. And uh, you shouldn't need a rah-rah speech. Really, you shouldn't even need that many clubhouse meetings. I think uh, you, know, you get to this point based on personal pride and pride in the numbers and kind of a desire to win. And if you're underperforming, I think guys, and guys talked about this, I think, over the weekend, guys tend to look within themselves more so than they look at a manager. Yeah, as they should. Uh, and you mentioned Pelfrey struggles. That's been a, a big part of the rotation's uh, general instability. Um, can this guy get on track back? Uh, 0-4, 6.23 ERA. As you said, there were some uh, underlying statistics or, or factors that led you to believe uh, he could be due for some regression here this season. The regression's been particularly steep, uh, but how does he get back on track? Uh, you know what? The search rules on. Uh, talking to him before slash start, he sounds like he he was pretty encouraged by some of what he was working on. Uh, after working on the sinker a few starts ago, uh, he spent uh, his last full session working on secondary stuff, and trying to shore up some some different offerings that may might be able to help him mix his pitches a little bit better, as opposed to leaning quite so heavily on the sinker. And it didn't seem to make much of a difference. So now. You kind of go back and see what else you can work on, and kind of see what uh, see what else can be improved. Um, I think they do have to. I think eventually you have to look at the idea of alternatives and see if you can get maybe better outings out of somebody from the minor leagues. Uh, I know, you know while. Tigers didn't really want to address the possibility of a bullpen stint when they signed him. I think that's always been a possibility, at least for when some of those young starters mature and feel like they're ready to step up and take spots. This isn't necessarily a case of young guys maturing so much as the veteran not filling the innings that you need them to fill. And uh, while I think they I think that's a last resort as far as what they want to do. I think at some point you might need the innings to where you at least give it a shot for a few starts and maybe let Pelfrey try to work out his issues in kind of a a lower leverage role. So, Beck, I'm a little disappointed the the Justin Verlander, Kate Upton news did not come out in spring training. I thought you might uh, break that story at the uh, dog petting event uh, there in Lakeland, Florida. Instead, it comes out over social media during the season. So um, so that's uh, been the focus publicly on Justin Verlander, but, but there's also just uh, actual baseball being played as well. And he had a really good start Sunday. They had to be really encouraged by that. 
Well, first of all, I blame our Matt Gallo beat reporter for not having that. You know, I, I really count on that beat to kind of look at the rings and be able to, to kind of spy something on the finger. Uh, but, uh, but as far as Berlin goes, yeah, I, I think you, you saw um, you saw a little bit more of what you're accustomed to seeing out of him. I mean, it was funny talking talking with this guy after season. They kind of looked at the arm angle with him and noted that when the arm angle lowers and he gets a little bit more side to side rotationally, that the pitches tend to not have that sharp movement that he wants, or he doesn't, or he tends to not locate them quite the way he wants. And all of a sudden, he goes from that swing and miss pitcher to being a little bit more hittable. And I think you saw him getting back to uh, what he's accustomed to as far as that delivery goes. It's something he's kind of battled on and off for a few years here. And uh, sometimes he just needs a reminder to get back in. Uh, but by and large, he's, and he's been healthy. That's the thing. And that's kind of been, until last start, that was kind of flexing part, is that by all accounts, he looked strong. He, he was able to get that velocity up early, even in situations where you might not have wanted it to. Uh, well, last thing, but we talked about Nick Castellanos' growth a couple times already here this season on this podcast. And I'm sure we talk about him quite a bit more as we go forward. But, um, yeah, it's starting to get some, some national love. It's starting to you know stabilize to be a, a very real thing where he enters this week what is this the fifth or sixth week of the season he enters it leading the american league in batting average that's, that's pretty real yeah and it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him in washington uh they were working out miguel cabrera at third base last week trying to get him ready to move across so they could get victor martinez a starter two during this interleague series but if you do that and you take out Castellanos, and you're taking out your strongest bat at this point. And that's the funny part. That, that's kind of where we're at now. So you might end up uh, really having to rotate guys around and everybody gets one game off. And I, I think that tells a lot about where Nick is, both in terms of personally as a hitter and also in terms of his importance to this lineup right now. All right, there you have it. That's the latest word from Jason Beck. We'll check with him again uh, next week. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.